0: Is it that time where you get a (laughs) new (laughs) one?
1: Yeah, right. So, Which car do I sell to get a laptop? (laughs) 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 No, I mean, yeah, of course. This episode is brought to you by Offerzen, a South African recruitment startup for developers. Offerzen inverts the normal recruitment process. Instead of applying for jobs, 350 tech companies in Cape Town, Johannesburg, and Pretoria send developers interview requests with upfront salary info. For developers, it's completely free to sign up and use. In fact, you get 5,000 Rand if you take a job through them. Visit OfferZen.com to sign up. That's O F F E R Z E N.com. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 69 of the ZA Dev Chat podcast. Tonight on the panel, I'm joined by Chantel. Hello. And Lynn. How's it, South Africa? And our guest tonight is Rudy Ribber. Hello, Rudy.
0: Hello, hello, everybody.
1: Rudy, why don't uh, we take this chance first for you to, to tell us a bit about who you are, where you come from, and how you got into technology?
0: Okay. Thank you very much, Kenneth. So my name is Rudy Reba. I stay in, oh, well, grew in Guatemala, which is like the far, far east of Springs. So when you get to Bradburn and Benone and you, th- you think that you've gone like far east, no, 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 you have to like go a little bit further than that. And that's where I stay. Cool, um, I that, drive. That is far. <laughs> <laughs> you drive like about an hour to and back to Johannesburg, uh, well, Samson, and that's where I work. So, um, grew up here. Uh, did my primary and high school here, and then decided to go to Johannesburg to do my uh, BSc degree in computer science. Um, so did that for three years, and when I was doing my honours year, I got, got into a program called Lab. And basically just an ability to experience how the workplace is whilst you're still studying at deep varsity because sometimes we have like that bridge in between, you know, um how the actual work is and how you or what you do at school. So that program was basically to allow students to understand the work the world of work while they're still in varsity. And then got sponsored by a company called BBD. Uh, that's Bera and Budges and Dominics, which is in Killarney, and is a software development company. Um ori- originally started in 1984, I think. And, yeah, so they sponsored my honours year. And then after that, I started working for them under a very, very cool project. So basically that's the long short of it of how I got into software development.
1: Okay. Yeah, well, that sounds interesting. And tell me, that, that bridging course into industry um, – getting at industry exposure. Like, how was it? Was that like a shock or did uh, Varsity at least prepare you to some extent for it?
0: Actually, I, I really believe that um, it's not like, a, what is this, maybe an accounting degree or like a doctor degree or like an engineering degree for for specifically, specifically. Like with software development, the languages like Java or C++ or whichever languages that you choose are pretty much the same that you're going to like come across when you're in the industry so it wasn't definitely like a complete shock in terms of the work itself i think the more best preparation i could have gotten from the situation was on the admin level how important timesheets are simply so because you charge by, by an hour um and how you're gonna soonly le- like quickly get irritated by them um <laughs> yeah. and you know um trying to like manage the business side of what a, what you do as a software developer more than it is about software development, because the, the culture, the community is still the same wherever you go, whether you're at school or you in a work environment. The only thing that makes it different is the fact that you get paid for it and therefore
1: you need to bill. Yeah, no, very true. And uh, so after your honors and, and BBD, what kind of – where did the path take you next?
0: Okay, so I was with BBD for about – two to three years um just recently moved to a different um corporate in march uh 13th of march um in mckinsey they started a, um um part of the digital mckinsey digital lab which is basically a startup within a lot of companies who yeah propose digital solutions
1: okay oh, i've got a, another friend that that works there it sounds like an interesting place
0: <laughs> it is it is and
1: uh i'm curious kind of the 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 main part of the of tonight's discussion is about uh, pink it well for one but your work in 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 getting women into tech and upping um representation and helping out with community events and speaking and and flying the banner i'm kind of curious like where did that come from what what started you down that journey
0: okay so as um Girl that grew up far, far, far east, you know, that not not knowing about what's happening in Johannesburg. I kinda of did not realize the the diversity or the the misrepresentation of females into a software development industry. So when I came and I started studying what I was doing, I realized that, oh well, yeah, for the first first and foremost, I got into the class and there were like 200 students, all boys and girls, when I started my first year. And literally the next class of computer science not after one semester the next class of software uh, computer science there were about a handful of girls like the class was cut in half out of the 200 but what was worse is that there were more males than females so i didn't understand this and i i knew that okay engineering was more of a male um, industry and you would expect that but i just didn't think that computer science was so bad and it never got better so as the years went past, as I was doing second year, third year, it got even worse. So much so, I think there were like about 10 girls out of a class of like maybe 50 students. And I thought, okay, cool. This looks a little bit weird for me, but let's see how it goes. And out of those 10 girls that were in the class, probably about two of them actually became software developers. Any, everybody else went to some IT related fields, which are really, really great fields like your business analyst your managers different types of levels in um, the it field but none of them wanted to do software development okay so when i started at bbd i was the only girl in the team of like white males who who had who had about 10 to 15 years experience which you know not necessarily because the environment was hostile or there's anything wrong with where i was which i love that team out of all the teams i've had to be involved in that team was one of the best right the only issues that you have is that you start for lack of a word start victimizing yourself because you don't see anyone that's like you in this field it starts getting very uncomfortable for you and not because the people in the field are making it hostile for you or making it uncomfortable, but because you just have no one to relate to. So I realized that there's a lot of girls who will probably get in this industry and face the same situation. And I then got into different types of initiatives that uh, promoted the fact that there's a there's a, a lack of diversity in a software development field and how interesting the world would be if ever we had all of those gender being white females, black females, no white males, black males, part of this industry to make it diverse and I believe could be, you know, more fun because we get different types of views and perspective on approaches and software that is different from, you know, the traditionally known version of it. So out of that, I then started, um, I'm sorry, I talk a lot. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I started um, an organization called Pink IT. And it's basically to create role models that other females out there can actually see that there are females who are in software development. And it's so pity that in all of these projects that I've been in, I was the only female, but there were actually females who are around all this time, which Bit to uh, this thing in my head that I, why weren't they around for me to look up to or to see them so that I could understand the road that I was trying to to walk because I can say now that all the 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 things I've achieved I've owed to all mentors who were white males and sorry which was like a problem for me so then I started that I've been involved in a lot of JCSE events. Where they're trying to motivate a lot of women into getting into this industry. And they're coming up with effective, functional action points that people can start doing to get the word out there there are females who are doing amazing things in software development it's a possible career which could be fun and has so many other opportunities i went to the school that i used to grow up in here in the far east and i was talking to some of the students as we were distributing uh mathematics books and i was like okay cool i, I stood up in front of them and explained to them what i did And after a while, some student just raised their hand and was like, what is a software developer, right? And you would think that is a shock. But after that, the principal of that school came and was like, yeah, I also wanted to ask the same question. So I realized that there's, far more deeper issues than just females in software development. It is also the fact that a lot of people that teach uh, the kids in like other schools don't even know what it is. So we can't even get to a point where we have gender diversity because we have to deal with the fact that we need to educate people what software development
1: is. When you went down this, this path uh, and you, like you said, you had no female role models to look up to only like old white men, (laughs) which are probably (laughs)
0: not that old. (laughs) I
1: mean, what kept you going? I, I, like seeing this, this huge drop-off rate, what for you made it tick and, and made you stick through so that you've, you, now at this side now, you can carry this flag?
0: Okay, so when I was at DVD, I owe so many thanks to Allah. well, like a few group of people who were just so passionate at teaching me. So as I said earlier, it wasn't the fact that the people I was working with were hostile. I had um, a gentleman named Andre Opendor, who came to my workplace like recently with another female and he then said to me that the reason why we put in so much effort in ensuring that you are in a welcomed environment is because we saw the passion in you and that made me realize that it's because I had a passion of what I did and I had so much fun doing it that all the people that saw it were able to mentor me because they also you know they could recognize it and they knew that they had some something to work with and it's very often that we we fall out of or like lose this passion because th- there's, there's a lot of things that are, are, are situations that are happening around you that could make you fail at it because it wasn't out of the leg where someone would come to me and say, so what are you? Are you a business analyst? You know, no one could ever by default say you're a software developer. And as soon as you said, no, I'm a software developer, then the official expression changed. You know, all of those things were happening. But because there were people who were, who saw the passion that I had who could you know set up the expression that it's going to be a little bit uncomfortable assuming because you're a female in software development but that should not be what you focus on just focus on the arts and the things that you do in terms of the work that you do and if ever you've got your passion then you've got everything so i had a lot of people at um bbd specifically assuming because out of varsity that's where i went who supported the vision that i had got me into a lot of conferences so i can see different types of people to understand the community that we have, which is fairly a small community, you would work with different types of people and different types of vendors and meet again after a long time, or could be potential business um, candidates or people that can give you future employment. So, having to have conversations and be outspoken, network specifically, you know, and that made it easier for me to know that there's this different type of people who have the same mindset as me, and I shouldn't feel different just because I'm a different gender. But this is a space welcome for anyone who's creative, has got an idea and is
1: willing to learn. If there's like a, a handful of, of action points there that, that listeners can take and, and say, look, we, if they want to make, hopefully they want to make their spaces more inclusive as well, and either it might be that they starting out or in the past, they maybe had problems keeping uh, diverse people in the team, like maybe something tangible that they can just go like, maybe start checking off these things and it paves the way for the rest.
0: Okay, so the project that I'm in right now, there's a le- one lady that we work with. So it's always easier to have just more than one female in a, in a team because now one of the tasks that we do is to either peer program or you know take part into things that um, facilitate anyone who's falling behind. So other people that have issues, it's not necessarily because they. They feel like the the environment might be an issue or might be hostile. It's just that they feel like they're not also working in the pace of the people who are there. And then that thing starts making them victimize themselves, if ever that's, that's mm, that you known for a like lack of so, something better. Yeah, so if ever you've got a person who is too female, I'll put them in a team so that... Whoever is a little bit senior from that person, especially like a senior female developer, to help another person who's coming in the team who might be in a, a level below them to help them work the, the the same road. Other things as well is providing mentorship, active or intentional mentorship, not that, hey, go find yourself a mentor who you think that, you know, is In the same path as you want but intentional mentorship where you actively as a project manager or the person who's leading the team to say that there are mentors available for you and you need to actively be involved in helping them so that all the other issues that you cannot speak to to the people that you're working with in a team you can have someone to speak to to facilitate you or whatever issues that you have so that you don't feel like you are the only person alone who's dealing with it that you are dealing with. And other things that that could help is, which helped me a lot, is going to a lot of conferences and a lot of meetups. And uh, because you then get to, to other people that are... Also having like um, similar issues and not necessarily about being in a different gender, but just having a hard time getting into a software development field because they feel like it's a little bit harder than they expected or, you know, just to deal with the problem that lead to having you to drop out, which is more often than not, not not having related to gender if that makes sense so yeah so active mentorship and having people who are female in the team more than just one that can facilitate and help especially in in things like peer programming and um, other things that we do as a group
1: is there anything explicitly they should stop doing that you might have seen just be kind of the norm especially if it's just a bunch of guys in a team
0: so one of the things that always make me uncomfortable and I repeatedly say this is because not of the team that I'm actively involved in, but a lot of businesses or a lot of people who are like in the over forties or whatnot and don't understand the industry. So the problem that I would have is that I'll go into maybe meetings and or um any form of like official gatherings, right? When one when they talk when you talk about technical topics, let's say you're trying to tell a person about how we're going to come about in the situation or how this program or this team is going to run, people would always go to or look at the male counterpart in the room that you just you you, you came in with instead of you, even though you were the person who was leading the meeting to begin with. That makes this, um, an environment very uncomfortable because that person is not looking at you from your technical perspective and what you're bringing into the team. They literally
2: exclude you
0: from the conversation because they feel like as a female you know you have nothing to contribute when we come we're talking about technical topics which it's a little bit scary for me so one of the things that uh, they did in my previous project is to make it clear the people who we are meeting with let's say be it a client that this is the person in which you're going to be dealing with and they help you elevate how you interact in that environment, if that makes sense. Because most often they miss the fact that you are also an active part of this engagement and therefore they should not treat you like just because you're female, then you have nothing better to add from a technical perspective. So a lot of leaders who are part of teams who are always interact from a client perspective need to also create an environment where people who they see is being victimized by a situation because people are just not understanding the culture can reiterate what the culture basis of this team is all about if i'm being clear Uh, so
2: so i think um an issue with that is that people just aren't always aware that they're doing it it's just like an unconscious bias that they have so what you said by having someone who's on your team trying to like elevate your position is a good tactic because from the client side they might not even realize they're doing that um, so having someone who's on the on your side who's aware of the situation helping you i think is a really good idea that's true
1: i want to take a moment to tell you about office in office connects you with more than 350 south african companies that are hiring developers Instead of dealing with recruiters or applying to dozens of jobs individually, on OfferZen companies apply to you. To get started, just sign up on OfferZen.com and build a profile. Once you're ready, your profile is made visible to the companies hiring on OfferZen. Companies interested in you will send you an interview request with details about the job, including upfront salary info. So if you're looking for work or want to hire developers, check them out at OfferZen.com. That's O-F-F-E-R-Z-E-N.com.
0: And another thing, I was involved in another um, like i c t leaders at Standard Bank, which is a poem that they were running running at gibst institution a uh, business institution and one of the things that were talked about by um the managers of standard bank who's a male is that they have this unconscious bias because even him in his team all the people who are his technical managers were males and it's something that he started realizing and was like it wasn't because it was intentional because i know that some of the people that do all of these things are not necessarily you know Wanting to make you feel like you know, you lesser, mm. If 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 I'm making sense, they they literally have an unconscious bias because something that it's easier to them and you can relate to. I relate better to more you know males who play sports or you know people. It's it's, it's the thing as humans we have. So and that's one of the things that is so powerful about pink. It is because sometimes we actually need a female perspective. It is full of like a. Um, a, an idea from a male perspective, and not necessarily because it's wrong, you know, for the fact that there hasn't been a lot of voices involved, that we all have that um, single view of what IT looks like, even though people who have been part of uh, some software development know this to not be true. It's literally like calls, especially with some of the conferences that go out there to to make women more inclusive into their environment. Um, Jason SA um, was giving a shout out to say, we want more females to be presenters in our conferences. So there's an active need for females to be involved, but that people who are not used to the idea are not doing it on purpose to exclude you, but have the thing in the back of their head because they only have one single understanding or single view of how software development looks like. <laughs> or oh, a software developer looks like. So something like that could help. And having more of these in- interactive talks within an organization to to break those barriers or, or that understanding, to, to see that it's not only just males who are in software development, but also a lot of females doing great stuff. And this is partly also on the females uh, who are software development on their side because we're very, a little bit quiet and um, out of the limelight with the things that we do. And another thing that I like about Pink IT is to actually unfold and bring those f- females into the eye so that all younger girls or other people who are looking in this environment can see that there are females doing amazing things in the software development field.
1: So what are some of the things that you do under Pink IT as a organization or brand uh, community?
0: Okay, so a typical day um, for one of our meetups, right, in quotes, would be to get um, it separated into three parts. So first, we have a motivational speaker. Secondly, we bring up any other initiative that is trying to, you know, challenge the statistics of gender diversity within a software development field. And the last one is technical tasks so we get um a female who is doing amazing things in any male dominated field last time we had ladies from the air force at the time we had Debbie edelstein who heads wired woman and then the next we had like few motivational females who are in some technical environment or some male dominated field and then we'll get any other so the past few times we've had Digital Academy, we've had uh Girl Code, we've had different types of initiatives that are all around that are doing great stuff into motivating females. So these would do meetups, would do hackathons, we'd do a lot of things. We had Geek Culture on our recent one. Another lady who came up from React editor. So different types of initiatives would come and present and, you know, talk about what they do. And then the last one, will have the technical uh, tasks that we would get from any conference. So previously we had Angular 2. The coming one, we will have Clojure and I think Python and previous ones uh, before that we had cucumber uh bdd testing and docker so we present technical topics but also motivate because another statistics is not necessarily females in software development that to the field but how high the dropout rate is after they've gone into the industry so also dealing with some of those issues and people would share their journeys and would share what they've done to kind of go through that and you know overcome it and what kind of things they learned from it that people can maybe take home as well
1: wow yeah that sounds amazing but that's almost too much for an evening are these like full saturday events that you have no
0: wow no not at all actually we had like 20 minute slots uh for each and every presentation we have so our meetup usually lasts about maybe two hour 30 minutes Uh, we have them on a Saturday at Josie Hub which is like at 44 Stanley a very very good place where it's an incubation hub that um, helps a lot of startups into getting into like the industry providing space providing resources as well for them to you know um, run their businesses and all of that stuff so it's a very 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 short day but a really, really, really interesting one. I've met an amazing woman. Um, the previous episode we had was Gig Culture, and um, uh, we had Khomotso. She's um, a CEO of a, um, an IT development house, and it was so interesting to have or hear some of the things that she had had to go through and Um, some of the things she has done to get where she is. um, And some of the interesting things that people are actually doing out there in and around the world, um, trying to help a lot of women get into software development. Um, A lot of people that we share a lot of contact with. um, I had an interesting conversation with the lady about security who is actually really, 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 really into it and is really good at it. And she's a woman, which is really, really great. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's very, very interesting.
1: And, I guess it's it's probably easier and easier um in time to to get the speakers as as everybody starts networking and connecting and and you grow this community
0: Yes, it is. Um, there's um, a lady that has always been part of our meetup from Wake Up and Shake Up, which is also an initiative, but it's not specifically targeted at females in software development. But then youth issues as a whole, and her the concept is that she invites a lot of um, different types of speakers to share certain things from um, to like a lot of younger people, which is really, really, really because it's like all all of the people that just volunteer and come in so most of our meetups typically people would just send us mail and say hey this is what i'd like to share or if you guys have this this is what i'd like to share about which is so interesting because the 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 reception that we've got has been amazing the people that we get contacts with that talk to us on a daily basis has also been amazing so it's it's growing and we've got a lot of people and a lot of partnerships that we are starting to get involved in that uh, allows a lot of females to up their skills to to develop not only from a software development um, perspective like technical background but also with their soft skills um, sometimes as people we lack how to represent ourselves and people might take that as not being incapable it's always good to be able to articulate yourself it's it's good to know that you're writing exams when you get into these jobs. Um, it's always good to kind of give you an environment, a, a setup to, you know, that's, that, that, that is allowing you to succeed, if ever that makes sense. So there's quite a few things that we are getting into the program to get lots of girls involved and in, like out of their shells and deal with some of the issues that they've been telling us about that, um, you know, would, would make the environment a little bit more um, easy to get into.
1: And I'm going out of a limb here, (laughs) but uh, uh, guys, welcome to attend um, the meetups as well. If they care about this and they want to learn, and maybe, you know, (laughs) I'm I'm hoping like a team lead or or just somebody like outspoken in a team that wants to make a change to come and learn.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes, everybody's welcome. I know that we've actually made this deliberate thing that only females are allowed to attend. Everybody is very welcome. Um, and a person that asked me this was Mike Chesa, um <laughs> at some time. And he, he was like, but, like, am I allowed? We had, like, a meet, a meetup for um, gaming and robotics. And his wife, um, Hanli, is, a, I think, an HOD, like a head that's in that's... the animation um Adverts, yes. So they they came in, and she brought some of the students that she 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 teaches, and um we had um what's that lady? Um, unexpected Piper, Piper, Piper Shavalala is one of yes. our presenters. Yes, and she she was talking about how you know she like reviews and um, writes um, reviews about a lot of games and all of that stuff. And we had a lady that uh, presented how to run BBA. um Droid, yes, Kugana, yes. So it was very 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 interesting. So a lot of males are very 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 much welcome because um, at the end of the day, there's a lot of technical. Topics And a lot of interesting and cool speakers, um, technical task-wise, that come by, which yeah, are really, really, really worth listening to. The lady that is coming for our next meetup, which is happening on the 8th of July, by the way, at Josie Hub. Um, is going to be talking about closure and Python and some of fun- functional languages that we tend to not always, you know, go into. We would either go to JavaScript or any other Java-oriented language, but never give functional languages a chance. So she's going to present about that, which I'm really, really excited to hear about. So yeah, a lot of people can. Oh yeah, no, that's enjoying.
1: great. Closure is fantastic, <laughs> but let's not turn it into a closure show, <laughs> which which I would do at the
2: top of that.
0: I have never worked on it actively, which is going to be so interesting just to hear about it. I should maybe just, um, you know, look at it for a little bit right now. I'm looking at go. Um, and it's one of the picks that I'll probably share with you guys, which is, I find it very, very interesting. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. No, um, I'm like really fortunate enough to have been doing closure full time since last April, uh, April, 2016. So yeah, it's, it's life changing it stuff. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. But I um, okay, no, but that's, that's absolutely awesome. I mean, that's, yeah, wow. Uh, I'm kind of blown away. And my jaw is still recovering from clinching earlier on, on all the stuff he said that that people do so unintentionally in teams. Um, yeah, unfortunately, the show is going to come out after the 8th of July, but I'll make sure to make some noise on, on Twitter to help. No problem. So, kind of in the prequel, you alluded to it that it's not just Pink IT. You also get involved in in other similar initiatives.
0: Okay, so yes, um, the recent one that uh, I've been involved in, and we had um, a panel discussion about it, was the JS in um, no um, JCSE, yeah, um, which also happens at WITS. So it's uh, they usually have different types of a lineup. You'd have panel speakers. You'd have um other females who are in software development that um would like to share on the topic and one of the things that they've raised is that a few years uh ago they had the very 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 similar thing but so little has has changed so i'm involved in that to kind of you know also you know, drive the diversity talks and drive the diversity issues that we get to hear about as we go through, like, this industry and all of that stuff, which is really, really, really great. Um, I think they always have it on a Monday, and it's, like, for a very short period, but it's one of the things that um, I'm I'm involved in. And, um, yeah, so that's what I'm doing at the moment, which is pretty, pretty, pretty great. Love a lot of people to be part of as well.
1: Yeah, I guess if I was trying to think when you talk, said earlier about, about going back to your uh, primary in a, in a high school um, to go share with the kids exactly what it is you do. Um, if I go and, and do the same thing as a guy, is there a specific kind of stuff I need to be aware of maybe or kind of language and stuff to, to use so that I can equally inspire anybody uh, in the audience and, and and not make it like a thing that I, you know, engineering is only for for guys. Because um, I guess I don't know. I might go. I might be completely wrong here, but I'm thinking a lot of that view of of um, stuff um, of software engineering is already shaped. Um, I guess in high school, when kids are kind of forced to to decide, like what what what's their job going to be, and I sometimes wonder if that's not maybe why a lot of girls choose fields very very close to software. Um, so they can work with technology that they feel passionate about, but they kind of avoid engineering. So they would go for design, a web design, games, animation, like they stay around the edges because otherwise mm-hmm. that, you know, that stereotypical image um, is wrong. Like, is there something we can do? Well, I guess the same if a dad wants to inspire his daughter to do the same thing he does, what kind of, what, what you would advise there? Or well, I've heard other people share that that worked.
0: Mm, okay, cool. So, in my community or back in my homes, there's a, a lot of um, issues to to kind of deal with or to. F- find one that's going to be relatable. So it'll be a little bit weird and they will be thrown aback back when a white male comes Mm. and talks about it and not because, you know, it's, it's someone would like to find something that is um, relatable and they won't be able to relate to that. And I'm not speaking for everybody, but it's more easier for one to have a conversation when we have the same language or we understand each other in the same, um, you know, level. And, um, the things that we have an issue with here is not even just um, software development. As as I said, it's, it's a language barrier. It's a a cultural barrier. It's a, you know, so you've got females here who are still being told that they are not allowed to be venturing in male dominated fields. They are still being told that to be a woman is for you to, uh, stay in the house take care of the kids and on so it's it like the level of being in software development is way further it's not even a thing that is in their minds you know they're still trying to get to university never mind what they're going to be studying in university there's still all of those different types of um, barriers if you know what i'm saying so when i was talking to them and uh and I tried as best as I could to, to make them understand what HTML and CSS is. And to you, it's like, psh, you know, I'm doing closure now. You know, HTML and CSS is things that I've done a long time ago. That's where I started with C++ and C. Well, to them, they, they didn't understand what that is. And it just blew their minds because they, that scared them. You know, it was, it was more than just, oh, that's so motivational. It was like, okay, I hear what you're saying, and I know that that's not for me. And this was a black female who grew up in the same neighborhood who was telling them this. So it would be a different situation altogether when a white male were to say the same thing. and They would be like, okay, I understand that it is for a white male, and that is it. So what, what that then speaks to me about is that there's a lot of role model issues and a person needs a picture of what a a, a a person that looks like them would look like in a job like that if that makes sense and um what what, what they would need or something that they would relate to would be a person who knows their circumstances who has you know, grown up and understand what they're going through to tell them that it is possible. And it's not necessarily, evident. I don't speak about, well, about everyone, obviously, in this because I was that person that never had that, but I still strived to do something different that was outside my comfort zone. So I'm not speaking for everyone. But one of the issues is that it would have been easier for one to go into this industry if ever they saw someone who looked like them, who had a similar background like them, who has done it. And therefore, it made, it, it made more sense to them when I was talking to them as opposed to a different person. Uh, what, the thing that me and my friend wanted to communicate to them is that the circumstances that they might be in right now do not shape where they would want to go, and there's so many other opportunities for them that are laid before them that can they can start walking into to achieve whatever they would like to achieve so for um a, a father that would like to tell their daughter, make her see beyond just you the 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 male figure in her life. To say that there's another female who is like this who is doing it if ever this uh, this is a daughter you know to expose her to uh a, an everyday day job where he goes to work and says okay so this is how i work work." you know that uh take a girl child to work day one of the best initiatives that i thought i've I've ever seen you know um take her to this environment so that she can see and she can make the decision for herself as to what she would like to do to do and it's 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 not a fancy job it's a it's a creative job and it's a it's an interesting job and it's a it's a job full of possibilities and a lot of opportunities so sell it for what it is and you know not what you would like the person to see um i was listening to an advert um earlier this day and it is a, it's a mustang an advert about a, a, a mustang and um this person is like talking in a background but then the the engine is revving at the same time and then the tagline was like if you would um you sell a mustang let it speak for itself so allowing the person to be in environment and let the, 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 the field speak to them and if ever they like it then they can because another thing is that it goes with a lot of passion as as everything does you might work and like you know get a salary from it and whatnot but one of the things that you enjoy is because you are able to stay up at night so solving a problem Um, not go to your friend's dinner and decide to go to a meetup because you want to learn more. It takes up your time and therefore it will be a pity to do it out of, you know, resentment because then you're missing out on so much more in software development that you do. The the, the career really speaks for itself and there's a lot of things that people can do under it. So why not just allow them to see its true nature and then they can choose and decide for themselves.
1: That's absolutely great. Thank you.
0: Yeah, so that's what I believe in, and I'm uh, we are doing something called DWYL, which is Do What You Love. Um, that is a kind of not a roadshow, for lack of a better word, here in the East End, and it's a one-day uh, event where people were just going to come and see things like digital media animation software development um and different types of fields especially from a digital world that they are not so much used to especially back here at home so not your typical accountants doctors and whatnot but more of the alternative careers basically to for them to see experience ask question about and then we're going to be inviting a lot of universities so that they can know how to apply because um so another funny story sorry is that when when I started my undergraduate degree, I was sponsored by Piemont Global, which is like the body that has like casinos around the world, or well, around South Africa. And uh, the lady that I was talking to who headed the, the bursary department was like, um, so uh, I was talking to these kids in the program called Star School, which is a Saturday school where they learn mathematics, science, and English. And I, w- I gave these kids bursaries and I told them to apply to a university. And there was like, how do I apply? And you would think that if people are being ignorant and they just don't know these things, but it's because there's so much information that is not exposed to them. So I constantly say, how am I going to get more people into software development who are female? If ever, a lot of them still need to learn how to apply. And this is not real. To a lot of people, especially people in Johannesburg, because they look at me and they're shocked. But like these are serious problems that people face here, and I was shocked that we still have a child who doesn't know how to apply for a university entrance. You know, so there's quite a few things that they need to be exposed to. And my, my main drive is to get a lot of soft, you know, what software development is to them, so that they can see it as a possible career. And that's what we're going to be doing. Oh, one of the initiatives that I'm actually involved in.
1: Where do you find the time and the energy for all of this? Because it's amazing work. <laughs> uh,
0: I really, 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 really don't know. Um, I just know that I have a lot of passion for, for, for it. And therefore, I make time. Um I have a lot of people who share the same vision as I do, which helps a lot. Um I've got a great partner named Bali Slongwan who is a co owner of Pink IT who helps me a lot. And yeah, I guess when you when you're passionate about something, you just give it time. And I just want to get a lot of females into what I do because like opportunities are endless. Um the things that you can do are fun. I I I I can't even say you know, um, I fully understand and grasp the, the industry that I'm in. And one of the things that uh, the Lean In book um is saying that sometimes we 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 have this fear of being being caught out cut out because we feel like we are not um um in the right or correct level. You know, unlike um a lot of males in the industry who always speak very positive about some of the things that they don't fully understand, um, like say, say a concept or something that they talk, they'll talk right there and there as if they know exactly what's going on, even though they've got like Ten percent of the information, right? But because they came forward, they got the they got an opportunity to go deeper into the topic. They got the opportunity to learn more on the topic. And we as females sometimes hold back and not avail ourselves to such opportunities. And it's not because those people who do those things are actually doing a wrong thing it's the fact that we don't have confidence in the things that we do to actually step forward with some of the things that we know how to do. Even if it's just 10% of that information, the in, the, 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 the environment allows you to grow in your knowledge. And sometimes when you know how to solve something in one way, there's going to be another person who's going to come up who can, who can solve it in a different, in a different way. And doesn't mean that that person knows more than you do. So, yeah, it's the passion.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> as somebody who might as well be very guilty of what you just said, <laughs> um, yes, someone who's who's learning a lot and and checking you know meetups and talks and stuff. So i am always at risk of just knowing ten percent <laughs> and then sounding authoritative. Yes. Uh, yes, yes. Is there? Uh, how could I put this? If I if there are female developers around in conversation. Um, and I now know what you just said, that the chances are really good that they won't step up and, and say something and share, but maybe some other guy who knows 9% will, um, most definitely the one that knows 1% will. Um, like, <laughs> is it is it acceptable to... to to solicit the opinion to ask you know like like politely go like and do you have like some like what are your thoughts is there something you would like to do but to do that in a way that's like supportive and 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 um, to to help give them the confidence to step up and and share hopefully what they if they've got something to contribute it's a bit all over the place but i'll be trying to to hear what i'm getting at
0: so um just correct me if i'm wrong so what kind of best way to get that person to. Voice out their opinion in the matter without having to sound like you you are putting the spotlight on them. Yes, basically. Yes,
1: or the you know the risk of making them look stupid or put them under more pressure than they might be putting themselves under already. Like I would really want to do it in a safe way and supportive way.
0: Okay, so um, just before I um I provide some form of a, a response to that. What what I enjoyed in the pre- Like team that I was involved in the first time I started working is that no one treated me differently just because I'm a female. The the environment was welcoming because I knew that if ever anyone were to be, I'm sorry to use the word a douche to me, there would be a douche to everybody. Yes. It wasn't a matter of having to put me out just because I might not understand the culture. So when someone is consistent, if you don't care about a person's opinion, don't do it just because you feel like I'm a female and you suddenly need to alter yourself to make it inclusive. You know, if ever you are a person who's just that anti-social and you are that consistently everywhere, you know, then do you, there's a, there's a girl that I was having a conversation with who I was telling you about that was, um, andre brought to me so that i can you know talk to her you know again providing a female a role model of some sort who's in us in the development field and i was like i had to often catch my I, t- I told her that i had to often catch myself um surveying a situation to see if ever is this person doing it to me because i'm a female or is this person just this kind of person altogether and i needed to make a a, 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 a disting, uh, just distinguish between the situation so that I don't find myself, you know, feeling like I'm being an outcast in the situation just because I'm female. So it's a very, 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 very important thing that if ever you would ask a question like this to someone, just let, make sure that it's consistent to everyone and not trying to do that because, you know, this person is female, if that makes sense. Mm. So um, then, to answer your question, no, you did. <laughs> <laughs> is, is, is that is that is that clear? The, so, that was um, absolutely
1: perfect. I, I mean, the the fact that you sorry to cut you off, but the fact that you started with that everybody gets treated the same that was actually the the, the punch I needed. Is uh, it, should, it should not be that behavior because somebody is X or Y should that should my be be my behavior consistently for anybody? Because I guess the real exactly. thing is I wouldn't. It's naive to think that I would know what's going on in anybody's head, like gender inside. Yes. So yes. no, you thanks. It's, it's, it was the perfect answer. Okay. But cool. you wanted yeah, to um, please you, I'm sure you still had something great to add.
0: No, 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 no. Um, it's it's just um on the topic that if ever the environment is already set up for everybody to do the best that they can, then you won't find yourself in a situation where you have to, you know. Um, bump someone up so that they can, you know, contribute or anything like that. If the environment is in the fact that voice out your idea, whether or not you think that it's not smart or it's not clever, just talk it out and we'll all just flesh it out and see if ever we can't come up with something out of the situation, you know. So it's a, it's an environment that anyone it needs to set up when there's like a group of people and not necessarily white black female or male just an environment that is inclusive to everybody else and you can set up in the beginning then it should be free for everyone to talk to and anyone who feels uncomfortable the environment should be in such a way that everyone can voice out when they are not and they are when they're feeling uncomfortable
1: mm. yeah no truth <laughs> thanks
0: <laughs>
1: awesome
0: okay so Oh, my question to you guys. So what, what, which industries do you guys work in? And, you know, what prompted you guys to start a podcast? And, you know, what do you usually do
1: in your everyday to day job? Chantal, do you want to go first?
2: Okay. Um, so I am a software developer working in Cape Town. So I graduated from university at the year before last year. So this is my second year of work. And why guess. Now I'm actually just going to talk about like the topic that you spoke about that I found it really interesting to hear some of what you've said, because I've sp- spoken to some of my friends who are, so I have a friend who's not exactly in the software development, but she's um like on the fringes because she does data analysis and she was working at a company and she didn't actually enjoy the culture. She, it was, she found that that, culture was quite um exclusionary and she felt excluded a lot so because of that she um decided to change um but it's very but on the other hand the company i'm working at the culture is great it's it's very inclusive and i say that in a way that it's also not being inclusive doesn't mean like treating you differently because you're female but It's just interesting now because now because of my friend who's moving, I think. Well, now what happens to me when I have if I have to move a job and I have to move to a company where the culture isn't as great, yeah. And I suppose this isn't an issue as much for maybe male developers, so it's a culture fit isn't as important. So maybe there will be more job opportunities for male developers. Now, this is just something I've thought about. Okay.
1: Yeah, I definitely think. Sadly, there's. More opportunities for male developers, and it's probably most likely, like Rudy said, it's that they the same as what's out there. So least differences, least amount of difference, makes it easier to get in. Quite silly fact, yeah. And the culture thing, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I've seen always like all the guys are hugely diverse, whether they care about sports or not, whether they care about drinking or not, you know, whether they care about fast cars and motorbikes or not. Somehow, they all still get along one way or another, which is quite bizarre. But back to your your question to me, um, I'm also a full time software dev, being for Beyonds now. I tend to work on very small teams where it's generally like maybe one or two people. Um and then we do work for clients. The biggest team I ever worked with is where I met Chantal when I was working at Internet Solutions as a contractor and, and she was interning there. Um and then after that with Len, which is a six person company. So I know the very small space doing contracting work like specialized projects for a long time but it's interesting that the client i've got at the moment's great because one of the leaders in the company is also a very strong woman i mean all her partners six or seven other partners are all men but you that like the respect (laughs) is clear like this lady rocks it like so yes she is so smart and so good at what she does like she just commands respect she's fantastic so that's, that's quite nice to see that it would have been nice to see a, a slightly better balance, but I think these—they've all worked together for so many years. They've got such good rapport and support and whatnot. And it's likely through the other levels of the company, there's a lot of female employees, so that's at least a good one. But we're the only software competency at the moment.
0: Is it okay? Cool. So, with back to and Chantal. So, what situations or issues, if any, that you've ever faced as being a female in? Software development per se, um
2: so interestingly, I myself haven't really experienced that much. I think the biggest thing is that sometimes you are aware that in the minority, so it's it is that thing of it's a bit difficult to speak up and put yourself out there because you know if you if you um make a mistake or something that it, it's kind of like now a reflection of oh a case that this is why. Um, this minority is not in this field, yeah, 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 so there's like a lot of chess sometimes,
0: so I used to have the situation where when when a male were to like break the build, it's Joseph, whoever who has broken the build, but when Rudy breaks the build, it's like woman or female just broke the build, so you break the build for all female species, and not necessarily just because you are the person that broke the build, basically
1: is that? a reflection of, of the environment or is that just like an internal internal dialogue because ouch um, I'm speechless.
0: It, I would personally say it's an internal dialogue and no one makes it very explicit and like says it to you to say yeah that's why females are not in this field it's just that thing that you have in the back of your head for me personally I don't know about yourself
2: um, yeah, I guess it's a bit of what we discussed on the podcast last week with Clarice about the imposter syndrome idea. Yeah.
1: Okay, so definitely getting the diversity right in the team can will help sort that out. It's not something behavior-wise from the teams. Well, I guess it could be, which would be a very toxic place that must be burned to the ground.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Okay, it's just great to have a, another reason to bolster diversity. I must say, when you said earlier about being the first female in a team or the first person, you know, that's like really different to be, be at race as well. That was quite insightful because I think that, um, it means somebody, if somebody is serious about diversity, they should almost, no, not almost, they should definitely start off with get hiring two or three people, um, immediately at the same time to kind of start tipping the scales in a big way. Uh, instead of forever looking for the one person that that that's willing to be the first person and and sit through whatever potential hardships there might be in doing that, um, have you heard of 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 people at least just saying that happens um, that they that they got hired like that and in like in diversity groups to to get things rolling?
0: Yes, so that specifically for South Africa, I personally feel has went horribly wrong um and the reason why i say this is so uh, there's a lady that spoke which i cannot you know say who she was but it was like i can't just hire a white male i first need to hire black males first before i could do that and i and to me that was like wait what's going on How, how how does one say such and i don't want to make this you know very controversial or, you know, just, I don't want to go there. But there's there's a lot of things that we have done so wrong when it comes to trying to find another black female person in the group so that everybody could feel inclusive. It shouldn't be like that. Mm. And and I understand that there's there's a struggle and there is a lot of things government-wise that we need to put in place so that we can have all of these, you know, scales and measurements and you know uh, reports. Check boxes yes, and... check boxes. Exactly. You know, uh, but it's not doing the industry any good if i make mm. sense people who yeah. whether the color of their skin should be hired in the merit of the job description that they they're, they that has been posted and they are applying for and it's it's a pity that um we don't have a lot of females we don't have a lot of black males or females in the industry but it's it, it's not in at work or in the office where this needs to be dealt with There needs to be an ability to create a wider range from way below, like your high schools, your primaries, your whatnot, where more a probability to you know increase the probability of them getting to the industry instead of having to create those um, isolation mm. because it leads to that environment. It's not the person's skin or um, gender that makes um, this, thing diverse they can. you the the reason why the 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 team that i was in was better or was good for me personally was not necessarily because there were females and black people in it it is because the mindset of the people that were there was transformed in having to welcome everybody so one creating an environment yes it will help to have a female who is senior and will help as i said earlier but if ever that's not the case let's not try to force the situation you know by creating these yeah, you know, I don't know how to explain it.
1: It's just. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense. You know, so I guess I could have also framed it a bit better. I, I, it didn't even occur to me about government requirements and scorecards and, and any of that. I was just thinking if you've got 20, you know, stereotypical, if you've got 20 white guys on a team, uh, now trying to introduce somebody different is quite a challenge. And I thought maybe it's easier if the hiring people. Um, double down, and they introduce two diverse people, but like they're not, they're not based on just diversity, like on their merit. They've got to fit. But I just wondered if that's a an easier way to kick off a transformation. If somebody wants it, and they, I mean, that's all in a healthy, good way, like not definitely not for to get tenders and contracts and stuff.
0: Yeah, no, I I hear you, and yeah, I'm sorry to go to 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 that part of the world. It's but yeah so it, it leads to that though eventually so yeah i i, I that we should not do um what what it, what would be good is to have the people who are in that team that you're trying to um add a, a different person in and just understand the dynamics of what is about to happen in their minds need to be transformed so they shouldn't be in the same mindset that it's only a male dominated field and no female for example is welcomed if ever the people who are you are in the teamwork are inclusive themselves or have that culture within them then one cannot would not feel that they are being excluded in situations i did not see any Black, male, female in the in, in the team that I was in. But for some reason, I still felt like I was welcome. It wasn't without difficulty, I must say. And it would have been easier if ever I had um, a female who could help me through whatever I was going through. But the people who I was with never made it difficult either. So they were, in, they created an environment that allowed me to be able to not victimize myself allowed me to be able to voice out any issues that I had allowed me to know that I don't know things and therefore ask for help, you know, so, so that the, the transition and the communication would be easier. And I'm sure they also had difficulties with me, but in the, in doing so, They they never created an environment where I'd have to feel like I'm excluded. So also maybe the mind shift of the people that this person is going into is very, very important. And the person who is the leader or like the person who's a manager in that project must be able to facilitate that environment because... A lot of people do not want to talk because they have um, issues with public speaking maybe and they are introverts or all of those things. So understanding those dynamics about the people. And obviously these relationships grow with over time and understanding the person. But having intentional activities or intentional ceremonies that allow people to, to, to talk and communicate and, you know, Unless that person then comes and says, I really don't like it when you, you know, point me out in the crowd or something like that. It's just so sad because we're in an agile environment and people have to speak at some point. But, you know, having that, those intentional activities that allow a person to understand what this culture is all about.
1: Yeah, I I think it's a big shock um, for a lot of people when they realize software is all about people.
0: (laughs) Yes. It's very, very much of a shock when you're thinking that you're just going to be in a basement with a cup of coffee and uh, putting on your headsets and then realize that you have to have a lot of real conversation about the stuff that you do every day. So when you disappear and sit in your in your table, everybody needs to be aware of what you're doing and you need to talk to be able
1: to let them know that. Yeah, it's another one of those, I guess, fault to the, the stereotypes of, of what, a, what an engineer looks like.
0: Yes, and so many of these stereotypes we've, you know, lived by and made them the truth that it's it's one of the things that block us into accommodating change.
1: Yeah, no, that's absolutely great. Um, we, we're definitely getting close to time. Um, is there something really important that we missed that you like still think that, that we should still cover? Or Chantal, if there's anything from your side still?
2: Sure. Uh No, I don't think there is. <laughs> <laughs> On my side, I think
0: emphasizing on the issue of being more in the IT community. I feel like a lot of people take that for granted and having to attend meetups and conferences have has helped me a lot in networking and thus being able to find myself in conversations, um, in which I'm still struggling with and I'd like to train even more. Um, but because the, our community is 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 full of sharing knowledge and um You know exposing some of the things that you have difficulties with and someone just uh gets in and like tries to solve it and that's why stack overflow has so many contributors and you know rates but we all have issues and there's always someone around to help so it's 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 like recommended that you just talk and speak out and just go to these uh, meetups, go to conferences, just, you know, understand what the whole culture and what's going on in and around in software development, you would be very surprised of what you find out. And it might help you with your personal growth as well. So, yeah, that's that.
1: Yeah, thanks. I, I must say, I echo that sentiment. The, the community involvement is so important. It's definitely where you learn and meet um, and get exposed to stuff you otherwise wouldn't have they crossed your radar.
0: Yes, yes. Uh, you know, you learn about closure, you learn about F-sharp, you learn about quite a few things that you never thought, you know, could could change your life. And then when you get into more of it, you find out that you love it and you want to expand on it. So one of the things that I got into was understanding that and also understanding views of um, how a, a person would view the, the hipster, Quarrel between React and Angular, or you know, why a person would go for this kind of take and not this, and um, it's 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 difficult for someone to also find their voice when the environment has such a great variety. You don't know what you would want to do or be part of, and what you wouldn't like to do. And sometimes getting involved in both or hearing both could kind of put you in that place where you know what you like more and what you don't. So yeah, a lot a lot of it has helped me, you know, shape some of the views that I've had and um people and conversations. So it's always good to just attend one conference here and there.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. And yeah, and and thanks for um everything you're doing. Thanks for schooling me a few times here. <laughs> I think some of my naivety definitely came through. But the, the point was to learn, and I learned a lot. So thanks for that. And I'm hoping our listeners also take a lot from this conversation.
0: I'm glad, and thank you so much for inviting me. Um, I really also had a lot of fun talking to you guys. Um, and, yeah, uh, I hope to hear uh, with the talk and also listen to some of the stuff that you guys um, have posted online. I've I've listened to the one with Stuart. I've looked at some of the pick uh, that I'm not sure who shared, but um, the old uh, paintings, but with like, uh, yeah, yes, that was really, really <laughs> I, it, love those. I shared I shared it to all like my Slack channels that I'm involved in in, in like the office, and people had a great laugh. Thanks, <laughs> Shinta. Yeah,
1: those I love those oil paintings. <laughs> it's great to it really good. <laughs> was it Class- classic classic program paintings? Yes, Is that yes, the right that's the one. yes,
2: that's it.
1: Yeah, it's fantastic. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and I guess on that eye note, it's, it's probably time that we, we venture off into pics. Uh, Chantal, do you have some pics for us?
2: Yes, I have two pics. So there are two people to follow on Twitter. So the um, one is Tritora. Um, at Tritora, she is Tracy Chu, and she used to work at Pinterest and Cora as a software developer. Um, but basically her Twitter, um, she tweets a lot of articles about diversity, um, about women in tech, about what it's like to be a woman in working in Silicon Valley. Um, yeah, so she just has a really interesting feed. And then the next person, um, that I'd like to recommend to follow on Twitter is someone called, um, at Sailor HD. So her Twitter handles Sailor Mercury. And um she also is involved in speaking about diversity and women in tech, but she also um does these zines where she teaches high school students about um computing concepts and she illustrates all of them herself and writes them. Um yeah.
1: Yeah, those are both great Yeah, accounts. yeah. thanks. I follow I follow yeah, both of them.
0: I think um... The um, how it feels to be um, a female in Silicon Valley I read earlier today I think um, and it was an interesting read
1: Yes, so I'll go next Um, I kind of want to echo what Chantal said so over the last few months I've been actively trying to change who I follow on Twitter um, getting rid of a lot of pale white dudes that uh, would say the same stuff I would say (laughs) that's basically boring and then trying to explicitly follow more women writing about this stuff um, and, and it's it's definitely been an eye-opener. Um, and it, I try to reflect whenever something, like, shocks me a bit or, like, you know, it scratches me. And I go, like, okay, well, why is that actually an issue? And and try and dig through that. So that's been great. And then related to Twitter is the I look like an engineer hashtag. Uh, since that thing popped out, like, two years ago, I've loved watching it. And especially around Women's Day um, and Engineering Day and everything else, like, it just flames up again. And you just see that. Absolute wide variety of people all over the world that that do the same job as as, as we do. But um, so I I really love that one. I'm always surprised by the the people, the setups, the environments they're in, and everything. Um, and then for another tech pick, Sentry uh, uh, for error and exception handling. Um, it might have been picked before. But you can host it yourself, or you can use the hosted version for smaller projects. Um, I've used it for quite a while now. But this week, I hooked up the JavaScript error tracking uh, for the first time in a, in a while. I'd, I never used to use that on projects. And theirs is amazing. And especially that you can see a breadcrumb of how somebody, all the actions they took that led up to whatever exception. And especially if you need to tease through minified JS, having that breadcrumbs can very quickly tell you what actually yeah. happened. And you don't need to worry about uploading source maps and and, and that. So that's been absolutely amazing. I'm completely blown away by that feature. <laughs> I should have used it much, much earlier. Um, and then for movie pick, uh, the new Wonder Woman. It's strange that it hasn't been picked yet, um, even last week. But that's like, wow. And I've been also loving seeing the good stuff written about it on the internet, where people go, the absolute importance of why it should have been a female director and how she nailed it and it wasn't turning into a sexist show. And how the costume design comes from I read. This, I think it was this morning I read it. I'll try and find the article and, and 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 add it to the show notes, but how the costumes were designed not from like a sleazy underwear approach, but all the Amazonia's costumes are based on Roman actual Roman leather armor that oh, the Romans wow. used to have. And then and then just made functional to fit women. And the cuts are not to show more legs, but it's like the most that they can have and still have all the movement. And apparently there was old Wonder Woman stories where, um, or myths where apparently they had one, uh, they literally had one breast cut off so they can shoot a bow and arrow where now the costumes had these metal breastplates on, which you would never see in the movie. But until the costume designer starts pointing out all these things one for one, you just go like the incredible effort that people put into this to make this great, piece of work that's not sexualized it's absolutely amazing i'll definitely dig that up and then add it to the show notes
0: wow that's great um and some of the things that you spoke about um with your first pick right um changing your older twitter accounts into more people that have like a different diverse uh, opinion who are more females talking about this and how it's an eye opener is one of the things that um, should be highlighted in a lot of people who are, are aware that there's a gender diversity issue, who make an intentional, um, you know, act or you know, move to hear some of the different voices besides all the people that they're used to, and um, it's not necessarily something that you experience or need to do in the work environment, but just as a person personally to get that shift you, you yourself because. We talked about unconditional bias because everything around that person would be based on this and this and this, and therefore you are subjected to all of that. You, you don't know any other different opinion or different view. When you actively search on it because you understand that there's an issue, then your mindset also starts changing as well, which is pretty good. And I, I, I wish a lot of people kind of did the same thing so that no one could make those initiatives in the workplace that make females or any other uh, minority feel very uncomfortable because it's just being pointed out like it's a, a, a disease, if that makes sense. So if ever everyone were to take the initiative and learn about things from the personal perspective, whether you have the bias or you don't, but kind of recognize that it's a thing that needs to change because it's worth having to have a different experience then. It, you know, we don't have to do all these weird initiatives at work that sometimes go really horribly wrong. Yeah, um, no, definitely. Thanks. And, uh, okay, so with my picks? takes is one of the stuff that I told you guys that I was working on. So, um, org And um, I found the language and some of the things that it has been able to do, whether it's a Docker, Kubernetes, and all of that stuff, are very, very interesting. I just recently started a few days ago. So, I won't dive much into the context and how you know it is, but I just know that it reminds me of C++. Um, I read a little bit about it on Wikipedia and how it has tried to uh, take the best out of a lot of languages and just package it up in one, which you kind of clearly see the, the way it um, collects all the imports. Instead of having an import per line, like some of the things in Java and all of that, it just cu- uh, bu- bundles them up into two same uh, one parenthesis where um, you would see the same behavior with the Angular 2 and how it does it, its imports. So it was pretty, pretty cool to see that. Um, So people maybe should go there and just learn uh, about Golang if ever they're interested. And another one would be pink-it.co.za, which is our website. Um, I don't update it as often as I should, but you can go there to check up some of the interesting things that we're doing from meetups to um, some of the places that we would visit. Because there's so many things outside Pink IT that we do that we would share online and maybe keep tuned into that space to get some of the cool things I'm going to be doing in a few months to come. So yeah, those are the two.
1: Thanks. I'll I'll add links to all of this in the show notes and your Twitter handle and anything else you want to send with, just to make sure that people can attach on and follow along okay, on this well great too, journey.
2: Thank
1: you. So, great. Um, again, thank you so, so much. Um, And keep fighting the good fight. And please send us some, some great guests as well, so we can amplify voices. Um, and share this the, the, the story from Anon, you know, like to diversify the, the community. Okay, bit. no
0: problem. I'll, I'll send a shout out to um, Rebecca Franks, Charlene Tso, and Gergana, who are really, really cool females that I've met in the industry. So maybe you should have um, them on the show at some point. And I know that they have really, really interesting things to share as well.
1: Are we at Charlene Already, and Rebecca okay, on, cool. Already. Yeah. But I mean, they, 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 are definitely get them back out. Like they have so they many are, great no, things to share. Yes.
2: They're, they're prolific. They're really awesome.
1: Yeah. So we'll get yes. on to talk about BB-8. <laughs> it was really,
0: really <laughs> that was so awesome. much
1: fun. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah. Thanks everyone. And, um, yeah, please, if you got this far, I appreciate it uh, for your time. This is a, a longer show than usual, but I, I think it's really important. Um, yeah and and you yeah, go out and make sure you make the the world a better place for for your teams current at the you know at the moment and in the future so thank you
0: thank thanks you thanks everyone Kenneth.
1: and uh and with that let's uh say good night
2: goodnight. bye cheers
1: Show notes for this episode can be found on zadefchat.io. As always, ratings and reviews on iTunes are much appreciated. If you have feedback on this episode or any other episode, you can tweet us at zadefchat or leave a comment on the website. Thanks for listening to the Zadefchat podcast and we'll see you next time.